Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories. This is a podcast by Susan Lanier Graham from wanderwithwonder.com. I've spent the past couple of decades wandering, both around the world and across the street, looking for what I like to call wow moments. During that time, I've had some incredible experiences and connected with so many amazing people. I want to share some of those moments with you in my favorite wander stories. So come along with me and let's wander. You can always find more episodes and great stories online at wanderwithwonder.com. Find all the episodes of Wander Stories on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories for this week. It is Wednesday, October 30th, the day before Halloween, so happy Halloween to all of you. It feels like the beginning of winter here in Texas. It is cool and chilly. I woke up to thunderstorms. So, winter in Texas, but winter nonetheless. Today, I want to share with you the answer to a question that I'm asked a lot why I travel. So I do travel a lot, and people are always asking me why I travel. Now, I've been traveling my entire life. My parents traveled when I was a kid and loved to explore with them. And I've been writing since I was a kid, so it makes sense to bring those two together. However, for me, Travel saved my life, literally. And I take that back to a single moment 20 years ago this month, in October 1999, when I made a choice to live. I decided I needed to travel and share my passion for travel with others. My desire to help others find inspiration through travel and to be able to connect with other peoples has become quite a quest for me. I truly want to understand others. I want to find those things that bring us all together rather than what separates us. So let me explain why I travel. It was an October day in 1999. Like I said, 20 years ago, almost exactly. And honestly, I was ready to die. Life seemed so hard at that moment. Every minor decision became more difficult as each day passed. <laughs> and I truly believed my family would be better off without me. Without the depression that seemed to weigh so heavy on me and all of them. And the answer was crystal clear to me in that moment. I carefully removed everything personal from my master bathroom. I didn't want to see anything that could evoke any emotion. I needed no distractions. The room felt dark, although I now know it was the middle of the afternoon on a sunny Arizona day, and I had a big block glass window above my master bathtub, so the room was probably light. However, when I think back about that, it felt dark. I ran a bath, 
Baths have always been a place of solace for me. I'm a bubble bath girl. So I thought it would be the perfect way to float off into oblivion. I had a knife sitting on the side of the tub. It would all be over soon. No more pain, no more darkness, no more depression, no more anxiety. I kept thinking that to myself. It'll all be over soon. It'll all be over soon. Over the years, whenever I've heard those words, it'll all be over soon. It can take me back to that moment in a heartbeat. Because in my mind, all I wanted was for it to be over. I climbed into the warm water, and I felt myself sink into it. I closed my eyes for a moment, just willing myself to reach over and pick up the knife. And it was at that precise second that life, memories, seeped in. My son was just 15 at the time. And amidst some protest, which always happened, he had mowed the lawn earlier that day. All the windows were open in the house. Remember, it was October in Arizona, so it was a beautiful fall day. And even with my bathroom door closed, somehow in the stillness of that moment, the smell of fresh-cut grass seeped into the house and into the bathroom. And I thought of Paris. Okay, not exactly Paris, but dreams of Paris from a far-off summer day. I thought back to a summer day growing up in rural Virginia. I had just turned nine years old that summer. My sister, who would have been not quite six at the time, and I were playing in our front yard. Mom had been mowing the front yard that day on the great big riding lawnmower that looked like it made her, it dwarfed her, it was so big. But I always loved smelling the grass, that fresh cut grass smell. And I remember smelling it that day and feeling a little giddy about an entire summer vacation stretching out in front of me. We were doing some traveling that summer. It was the summer we went to, we drove across Texas as a family. So I had a lot to anticipate that summer. But that morning, my sister and I were pretending that we were flying in a plane. It had been earlier that year that we had seen the Concord land at Dulles International, just outside of Washington, D.C. And it had been an exciting moment to watch that plane land, standing along the fence, and you could feel the wind from the plane. So here we were on our carport of our house in rural Virginia, using this old bus seat that my dad kept there, pretending that we were flying around the world. That bus seat was everything over the years. (laughs) That day, we were flying our imaginary plane to Paris. So once we landed, we made our way to the little sidewalk cafe that we had set up in our front yard. We sat down at our little white table with two chairs. There were cars going past us on the nearby country road. But for us, we were sipping tea and eating pastries at a sidewalk cafe in Paris. My sister looked up at me that day, this little half squint, her face tilted. I can still remember the look on her face. 
she made me promise, and it was one of those cross-your-heart-hope-to-die-pinky-swear kind of promise, that we would have lunch together in Paris when we grew up. The real Paris, she explained in her little voice, very soft voice, still is, <laughs> I want to go to the real Paris with you. We have to have lunch in Paris. And I promised. Sitting in that dub, all those decades later, my eyes flew open. Paris. I promised my sister I would have lunch with her in Paris. I had to keep that promise. The tears flowed for the first time in a long time that afternoon. I got out of the tub. I put the knife away. I asked for help. I knew at that moment that I wanted to live far more than I wanted to die. I wanted to live, to fly away to exotic places, to watch children playing around the world, to feel the breeze blowing over me as it swept in off the South Pacific, to hear a lion roar in the wild, and to have lunch with my sister in Paris. I still find it ironic that this one moment, which she doesn't even remember, not only saved my life, but set in motion a renewed drive to see the world and share those experiences with others. My healing took time, a lot of time. Depression is very real, and it has been a challenge to find ways to overcome it over the years. But this desire to help others find inspiration through their travels started at that moment. And as I said, it has become a quest. Travel can help us find the person hiding inside. I've been told that it's an elitist idea to want to see the world. But honestly, for me, it humbles me. It makes me feel connected to people near and far. I learn something new wherever I go. And I've never been anywhere bad because there's something magical and wonderful everywhere. I talked a little bit about getting out, finding those connections in last week's Wander Stories in episode two. I invite you to listen to that for some more inspiration about those little places. But yes, travel saved my life. I'm really thankful my son mowed the lawn that day. He had no idea how much impact it made. I'm thankful I let myself feel in that moment. Every moment of every day, I try to share my joy for living and my joy for travel with others. Most of all, I try to share myself with others as I travel, to connect, to help others see what makes us human. I try to smile and be grateful every day. I've gone on since October 1999 to see amazing places, meet beautiful people. I've watched my son grow up, shared some incredible adventures with my husband. Today I have five grandkids who make me happy every day. They love to travel. I've watched my granddaughters have their own afternoon tea at that same little white table. I have been fortunate. I've felt ocean breezes in faraway places. I've actually heard a lion roar in the wild. 
and listen to a leopard purr at night. I've watched children play in the streets of Egypt, villages of Thailand, the streets of London. And yes, I've been to Paris a few times. I'm still waiting to visit Paris with my sister. I think lunch at a sidewalk cafe is in our very near future. I hope that you find the wonder in travel that I've discovered. Be sure to check out more great wander stories on your favorite podcast format and head to wanderwithwonder.com for more great wow moments. I can't wait to chat next chat next week. We'll talk about how to kick the bucket list and find wonder everywhere. So remember, look for those wow moments, whether it's around the world or just across the street. I look forward to hearing some of your wander stories. Until next week, you have a great time wandering.